Welcome to Thriving Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Jillian Fernandez. I'm a former teacher from New York turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm here to make your life easier by giving you the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. Today, we're talking about a little word that I'm not sure I ever heard when I was in a school building, (laughs) your niche. It's a great little unpronounceable entrepreneur word with a good ongoing discussion of how exactly you should say it. Is it niche, niche, niche? I'm a math teacher and a teacherpreneur, which by the way, is easier to say than entrepreneur. Pronouncing weird words is not my superpower. But here's the thing, however you want to say it, that niche is important to making sales with your TPT store. It's a little bit like picking your grade or subject for teaching, but it means a little more than that. And we're going to look at three questions to help you figure out what your niche is and should be and go over three reasons you want to focus in hard on that area that you excel at. One of them might go along with the word expert. Of course, as teachers, we're used to picking a specialization and being asked to step out of a specialization. And one of the reasons I love TPT is that it's never going to ask me if I just consider making a few resources to help cover a staffing challenge. You really do get to choose what you want to do as a teacherpreneur. And while it might be daunting at first, it's going to help you out so much. I like to ask three really easy questions to help my students figure out what their niche is. So first, what lights you up? What do you love having any excuse to talk about? Like, okay, you're good at science, but what you really love talking about is biology. Great. That gets you to know that you probably want to steer clear from chemistry or physics. Remember, you can pick. Just because you had a lot of chemistry classes doesn't mean that you must use it. This is just looking at what lights you up and gets you excited. Then what feels easy and inspiring when you're creating? Or you could look at it as what doesn't feel like a chore when you're creating. As a teacher, you get to do it all. And some of the things you wish you could do more of, some of the things you just make it through because you have to. Whichever way you want to look at it, here's what I want you to think through. Which thing do you wish you could do more of or which things would you love to never do again? As you grow a business, you may decide or need to create some things that you don't love, but let's start with what's inspiring and take a pass on the things that make you feel burned out. And if those two haven't sealed it for you, what do people come to you for advice about? Does your sister always ask you for grammar advice? Do your neighbors come to you for new book recommendations for your tweens? Are your coworkers always asking how you created those amazing signs or resources in your classroom? Take a minute and think about if there's an area that other people recognize as your special gems. Sometimes that perspective can help. If it's something people seek out from you and you enjoy it, that could be the perfect niche. Now that we've done all the work figuring out what your niche is, let's take a look at how this is going to really help you build your business. But first, we're going to take a quick pause to mention this episode's sponsor, my premier course, Thriving Teacher Academy. Now, Thriving Teacher Academy was specifically designed to help teacherpreneurs like you develop a brand with impact, streamline your creation process, be confident in your design and quality, market effectively, and so much more. This is seriously the course that I wish I had when I first started my TPT store or even years down the line. And it comes with so many incredible practical tutorials, templates, and tips, plus the most amazing private Facebook community. Like seriously, it is. Doors will be opening for the Academy in November, but you can learn more and join the waitlist today by going to www.jillianfernandez, that's all one word, .com backslash 
thriving-teacher-academy. And you can find the link in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. And now back to becoming an expert in your niche. (laughs) There are three big things that knowing your niche helps you with, and all of them revolve around enjoying what you do and talking about a lot. (laughs) It all starts with building consistency. You and your audience know what you're talking about all day, every day. Remember that question about what lights you up? Here's why we need that one. When you have a niche, that's what you're going to be talking about 98, maybe 99% of the time. It's got to be something you love talking about. People need to hear things multiple times for it actually to begin to sink in and resonate. So repeating yourself makes you come off as being an expert and people will understand better what you're the go-to person for. You should have about three to five general topics that you use all the time in your social media. Maybe this sounds limiting if you're just getting started, but you'll love it soon because those limitations will save you so much time. You don't have to just grab around for something, anything to post about your niche is going to be defining what you talk about. And you only have to think about those things. So no debating if you should throw in a quick post for that amazing dinner that you made last night, it's not in your niche, but that resource you just finished. Yes. Share that definitely your niche. Also, when it comes to social media, your content only gets seen by such a small portion of your audience. So even if you've said it before, either you're going to reach new people who never heard it, or chances are they won't remember that that's what you said or posted. That's not to say you can't use the occasional taco reference. You can definitely pick something about your personality to throw in there. I mean, who doesn't love a good taco? (laughs) And all that consistency is leading somewhere. The next step in becoming an expert is that knowing your niche helps you create trust. Trust is the number one thing that you need to create as part of your brand strategy. It can be hard to see the end goal on this one, but trust leads to brand loyalty. Teachers who will come to you again and again and love recommending you to other teachers. Focusing in on your niche helps you stay focused and deliver on your promises in every interaction. By talking about your thing over and over, you're letting customers and potential customers learn that you know what you're talking about. You love your niche and will only create the best resources because you care about it so much. Teachers need to trust your brand to stay focused and deliver quality resources, tips, and inspiration over and over so they know that they're done searching. You're their go-to store because you're the best in your niche. Teachers who trust the brands they purchase from will reward them with loyalty, engagement, and advocacy. They'll buy your resources even if it's not the cheapest. You're the only brand of whatever product you sell that they're going to buy. They'd be very interested in checking out and buying new products from you. They'll likely share or repost your content and they're going to share experiences about you or with you. They're going to recommend you to others and they'll defend you against criticism. Trust turns into brand loyalty when teachers are so confident in your product or service that they don't hesitate to recommend you to other teachers, knowing that they're not going to be disappointed. You can't buy brand loyalty like that. And it's the best. You need to have a niche to develop it, which all brings us to what this episode is about. You can become an expert in your niche. Sometimes this is where that imposter syndrome really rears its ugly head. Now, expert does not mean you have to have a PhD. Expert does not mean you have to have 20 years of experience. And expert especially does not mean that you know everything. To be seen as an expert, you could have that PhD or decades of experience. But what you really need to do is start thinking like an expert. So what does an expert think like? 
an expert has a mindset that says, I'm going to continue learning and be a lifetime learner. And I'm going to remember that I don't know everything. And that's okay because I can learn it. To be seen as an expert, the consistency and trust are definitely building blocks. Then you just need to know a little bit more than someone else and lend your hand to those who know less. That's where it all starts as an expert in your niche. And where you choose to take that and grow your business is totally up to you. And before anything else, I just want to touch on one reason that people sometimes don't want to pick a niche. What if I don't like it after two years or 10 years? Oh man, I struggled with this for years. It showed up in so many ways, but mostly shiny object syndrome. I'd see something new and I try to blend it with what I had or switch things up to go after that shiny thing. And it kept me from being committed to a specific niche and caused so much frustration and ultimately a lack of trust in the market as people watched me switch from one idea to the next. At its core, this narrative of having too many options or passions is just really an excuse to not take messy, hardcore action. Truth here, you're not stuck in your niche. Even when you pick one, it can change down the road, but you want to stick for with it for a while to see if that's something that you really love. Stick with it even if you know that you might be changing because you need to make change a choice, not a distraction. When you do that, you get to retain all that trust that you felt. Here's your practical takeaway then. Go back to those three questions and answer them. What lights you up? What feels easy and inspiring when you're creating or what doesn't feel like a chore when you're creating? And what do people come to you for advice about? Come let us know your niche in our Facebook group. Now with a new name, it's called Thriving Teachergram Tips, which feels a bit more on brand, don't you think? (laughs) You can find the link in the show notes as always. I can't wait to chat with you next time as we are continuing to prioritize our growth. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes, leave a review if something resonated, or even just send me a DM. Thank you for letting me into your business and your life today. We're going to love growing together as you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I am so honored to be here to make your life a little bit easier with the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. And I'll see you in the next one.